time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Two men alone in an attic. A young Japanese-American and a seasoned veteran of yesterday's war. It's 20-odd years since Pearl Harbor. But two ancient opponents are moving into position for a battle in an attic, crammed with skeletons, souvenirs, mementos, old uniforms, and rusted metals. Ghosts from the dim reaches of the past that will lead us into the Twilight Zone. Episode number 151 of the Twilight Zone was The Encounter. And Sean, um, uh, I believe this is... uh, Considered to be the worst Twilight Zone episode, so bad that uh, usually it doesn't even run. Is that so? I've I swear that I've seen something like this. I'm not sure if it's you know the conversation or you know dozens of other you know movie TV show an episode of whatever TV show that was just like this, but um, I swear that I've seen this well before 2004, and I don't own any Twilight Zone DVDs. Um, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know how I, how I would have seen it before then, but I've never hated it because I didn't think the first time I saw it as a kid, I thought it actually had some lessons to teach. Now, yes. (laughs) Do they treat George Takai like, like a Asian caricature? Absolutely. He yells bonsai at the end of the episode. I mean, it doesn't get any, you know, clearer than that, but I think that there's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a lesson here that they're both human beings and they both have hatred and fear in their heart. And I don't know if that was the intended lesson, but I think it may have been lost in, uh, in it is, is it considered bad because it's bad or is it considered bad because it's racist? Uh, probably a little from column A, a little from column B. I will say that, <laughs> that, that, that George Takei is actually excellent in it. Like He's he, phenomenal. He's actually, of course he is. He, he's, he's really good. Um, Sorry. I, I just I – get, I get excited about both George Takei and this episode. <laughs> oh, my. Um, <laughs> oh, my. So, so basically this episode revolves around Fenton who is a, a World War II veteran and uh, uh, Arthur – Takamori, who is uh, who's who's looking for work around uh, around the neighborhood. Uh, I believe he he mows lawns and he's just looking for for extra money. Right. And um, so they start talking, and and basically Fenton's just a jerk. You know, like before you even get into any any racial stuff or anything, he's just not a very nice man. He's not a great dude. Absolutely. Which is why, which is where I thought they were going with it because they don't make him a likable guy. You don't start off rooting for him or anything. So, uh, yeah, and he does. Uh, he does find a. Uh, so basically, they're cleaning out his attic, and Fenton finds a uh, an old samurai sword, which he says he got off a Japanese soldier that he killed during the war twenty years earlier. Yeah, and um, he he in. Probably like the lowest key racism of the uh, of the episode from Fenton. He just assumes that Takamori can read Japanese, which he says he can't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the lowest grade right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the low grade racism for for the episode. <laughs> um, 
and uh, um, you know, so, so basically, they they just they they go back and forth on a lot of things. Um, at one point, uh, Fenton is talking about uh, fighting in World War II, and he says that uh, ba- basically the guy that he got the sword from uh, was surrendering, and they, uh, you know, they they killed him because they were told not to take any prisoners. Yes. Um, a, a question about the sword. So Fenton says that. He keeps trying to get rid of it. Right. So <laughs> is that it's like, like – It's like a Ouija board. Yeah. Is it like a prequel? Is there a prequel here where he's like somebody buys it at a garage sale and then he wakes up the next morning and it's there or like – I don't know. They they make the sword seem magical at first and then they kind of abandon that storyline. That, that's actually um, – you know – yeah, I mean, I always took it as kind of a, a magical thing, probably because it's the Twilight Zone, so you expect there to be some. <laughs> weird. Um, sure. But the um, the uh, the inscription on the sword is "The sword will avenge me." Yeah, and it kind of does. <laughs> it definitely does. When you think about it, like it, it was going for the slow burn, but it it did it did eventually kill him, like twenty years later. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Sorry, I, I shouldn't have <laughs> gone that far. Uh, so you know they're they're going back and forth on a lot of things. Basically, uh, Fenton hates everybody. Um, yeah. it, it's not just uh, it's not just Asians or or other minorities. He can't get along with anybody he works with. Uh, he can't get along with his wife. He he's basically just just not a very nice human being. Absolutely. Um, like I said, you know they do not endear him to the audience. So I was, I kind of thought I knew where this episode was going. You, you um, know, that it's actually, uh, you know, like there's been like some controversy over gone with the wind. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the way that it portrays slavery and everything. Maybe it's just me. I never, even when I was young, watched gone with the wind and thought that the, like the, the Confederates were good people. Yeah. Like, me either. Like I, I'd never, Walked away from that story thinking that, you know, um, Scarlett O'Hara was a good person. Yeah. I mean, my my dad uh, did not uh, – didn't like me watching The Simpsons, particularly mm-hmm. because of Barney. And I was like, Dad, he's like – you know, he's a drunk. He doesn't really have any friends. He doesn't have a future. Like, isn't that the lesson here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Barney's great. He's a, he's a lovable little guy, but like – Still, well, he um, did. He did actually get his act together for like two seasons, true. True. Um, and he, he looked kind of like a kind of look, looked like Charlie Sheen from uh, from Wall Street for a while there. But uh, <laughs> uh, then, then he got then he fell back off the wagon. So there, there's yes. a nice little little respite there. I mean, you know, you got to have some character development when you're on for like what like thirty four seasons. <laughs> um, you know, God. Lenny and Carl got last names. Barney was sober for a while. It, you know, they, <laughs> they had to have some change. Uh, speaking of drunk people, uh, Fenton, you know, keeps wanting to <laughs> drink beer with everybody uh, or with at, at least Takamori. <laughs> Quote unquote Arthur. Right. Exactly. Uh, which is it weird that I, I when I when I heard him say that his name was. Arthur Takamori, I thought that's like an Asian fonts. <laughs> it definitely is. I, 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 don't, I don't know why. I just heard the Yakatomi Plaza. Oh, no, that, that, 
Yeah, that's a, a perfectly normal thing to think of too. Um, <clears throat> so the one thing that I, I will say that I thought was weird and just didn't make a whole lot of sense was um, the idea that you know I I, I the the idea that uh, Takamori's father, uh, you know, at, at first he says, "Oh, he's." Uh, he was at he was at Pearl Harbor and his dad was a construction worker yeah. and he helped build it and he was you know he was upset and and uh, trying to warn everybody that the attack was coming and he says that's not really what what happened what happened was he was cheering on the uh, yeah the uh, you know the the attack and like on just like a, a tiny level. Uh, you know, even though Arthur was was young, and so it wasn't like he was doing this. Um, like on some level, it's it's almost like he's trying to justify Fenton hating yeah. Japanese people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and, and and that might actually be the reason why it was uh, why it was you know sort of soft banned. And that would make sense. But I swear, every time I've seen this, it, I, I just get the message of they're putting hatred and fear on display, not mm-hmm. only not just from one side to the other, but both sides, especially when George Takei tells that story about his father and just how wasteful and useless and unnecessary both those feelings are. Um, not, you know. We could also go to we could we could uh, go to the therapist we talked about last week uh, um, <laughs> on, on that statement, but yeah, I've I guess I've never like you know I get I get why it would have rough, ruffled some feathers certainly you know nineteen years after after the war ended, but um, yeah, I, I just I, I I think there's a lot a lot I think this episode's a lot deeper than people give credit for. Yeah, and so. Um... You know, I mean, first of all, I mean, there's no reason for you know, the the story seems weird to me that you know, like it it sounds like. Do do you think Donald Trump actually saw this episode <laughs> and like somehow confused it with nine eleven and that's that's why yes. he said that that there were Muslims in New Jersey cheering on nine eleven? Yes, because I mean, you know, Jersey City is basically the same thing as Pearl Harbor. Basically, yeah. Um, and if you were to tell me Donald Trump thinks it's the same place, I would believe you. <laughs> I would, I would not be shocked to learn that uh, at all. <laughs> um, so, I, it, it is interesting because they seem to like have moments where they realize, okay, you're, you know, okay, maybe you're not, you're not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. It, but the, uh, you know, the the. Then, like the sword will reappear. Yes, and, it, and yeah. it's like the it's like they actually want to get past this stuff, but then the sword keeps showing up, and it's almost like the ring in in Lord of the Rings, where yeah, you know, like by, by holding it, you end up uh, becoming you know sort of surly. Yeah, most definitely, and I mean the sword's a, a symbol for that hatred and fear, and how I guess it can follow you or keep popping up in, in front of you, no matter how many times you try to turn your back on it. Um, yeah, I, I like this episode a hundred percent, a rare gem in, in season five. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, like, like I said, I, 
I, I don't know if it was ever actually banned. It's just it, – it doesn't air very often. Uh, and yeah, I, and no, I remember I, at some point they added it into a uh, marathon and they made a big – they made a big deal about the fact that they were – Yeah, shooting. I remember that. Yeah, but I, I, I think what you said is right. It, you know, it was a soft ban for, I mean, decades. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, uh, you know, eventually – uh, they end up fighting over said sword. Uh, he yeah. uh, Fenton calls it his precious. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, then uh, Takamori he uh, he stabs him with it, and then he yells bonsai and jumps out the window. <laughs> and uh, oh, and, and a, a, a detail I, f- I think we forgot to mention is that at some point <laughs> they, they they try to leave, but the door won't open. And then as soon as uh, as soon as Takamori jumps out the window. Uh, the door opens. I really want you just matter-of-factly saying, Takamori stabs him, jumps out the window, screams bonsai, like, as my, like, ringtone. <laughs> Ta- Hold on, I gotta Ta- take this. Takamori uh, stabs him, he jumps out the window, yada, 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 and then the door opens. <laughs> screams bonsai. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is, like, Pretty blatant, like it. It, it is um, uh, the woman who won the Oscar for uh, for the housekeeper in in Gone with the Wind. Like it, he really does play a caricature of what people thought everybody of that race was like, you know. Then and that is certainly represented in screaming bonsai while jumping out of a window with a samurai sword. <laughs> that that's. It, it makes you wonder, like, um, what, what the people in the in the neighborhood were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, okay, Millie? so you know, did, did you just see that Japanese man that mowed our lawn last week jump out of Fenton's like, attic he window? Mowed, literally, he mows somebody's lawn. Okay, and he's talking to the. <laughs> talking to the homeowner and he says, you know, I'm really trying to make some extra money. And they say, oh yeah, Fenton, uh, two doors down, he's he's uh, he's cleaning out his attic. You should ask him if you can help. Oh, that's great. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that. Bonsai. And so then he walks over there to Fenton's house. And bonsai to you, young man. <laughs> and they just, you know, he walks in and then like two hours later, you just hear bonsai and the window breaks and he comes flying out and then he, he lands in some these shrubs and presumably like lands on the sword and, and dies. <laughs> he looks at the, and then he looks at a uh, Fenton's neighbors and says, no ticket. Two men in an attic locked in mortal embrace. Their common bond and their common enemy guilt, a disease all too prevalent amongst men, both in and out of the twilight zone. Cabotron. 